You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song, bro. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 74 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Yes, the Eagles, they head to Virginia this week to take on the Washington football team that somehow is even more in shambles recently than they were two weeks ago. Or even when their stadium was exploding and leaking <laughs> sewer water. Like... I- I didn't realize how in shambles this team was because we had a couple weeks where we were both lots of work things. You were sick. Yes. It was a, there was a whole mess. <laughs> but we didn't do an episode before the last time they met up with this team. So we didn't, you know, sit and go through and talk about it all beforehand and do the whole thing. And my God, sitting here today, they are from quarterback through coaching they are a mess a mess a mess and it's just it's one of those things where you're just like how did they end up here because I mean yes it was the worst division in history last year but they won they led the NFC East last year they took down the Eagles we had our own problems they even beat Dallas though and then obviously New York actually was second so it's just kind of flipped on its head this year but yeah last year was not not great um, yeah, <laughs> pretty bad. Bad year for everyone. Bad year besides the Washington football team. I'll tell you that the Eagles were what three and nine or four, four and eleven nine. and one, and we're but like we're at like four and nine. We're still like in contest to potentially win the NFC. I know. Really sneak into the playoffs somehow. It was a wild time. Anyway, wild time. Twenty twenty. <laughs> never again, please. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're. They've had their COVID issues. They're still, they're getting their guys back from the list, but they're still putting guys on there as that's going on. Um, Again, glad Ron Rivera in his situation with his, you know, cancer treatments, recovering Mm -hmm. from all that, he has been able to stay healthy. Great news there. Very happy that that has happened for him. Yeah. 
But other than that, that is like the only kind of good luck that the Washington football team is having. And in a season where, yes, their offense was going to be their weak point, um, you know, the, Taylor Heineke played well for them last year. Was he going to, is he going to be the guy going forward? Personally, I don't think so. No. We have Kyle Allen back there as well. Neither well, are good options. They've had, a, honestly, they've had a mess there since Kirk Cousins left. And he wasn't even that great. No. So, I know it's kind of becoming the new Cleveland Browns where it's just the rotating quarterback door. Yeah, you know, trying to that's what they're like, turning they draft, into. They draft Dwayne Haskins in the first round. They cut him last year for many reasons, football in, uh, included, but not the only one. And and they they have just been such a mess. I get that they try that they. I mean, their their idea this year was Ryan Fitzpatrick. But again, when you're going into a season, and I guess their thought their thinking process there was this defense is going to be so strong or should be so strong. We just need a veteran serviceable quarterback to be able to make enough plays for our defense to additionally kind of carry us through. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Ryan Fitzpatrick gets hurt, you know, first week of the season or at the end of training camp. I don't even remember when it was. It feels like years ago. Yeah, I didn't even, you're right. I didn't remember it until you said it. So, so, which, you know, obviously was, was not great. They lose yeah. Chase Young for the year with a torn ACL. Montez Sweat is out for three weeks with a broken jaw and then ends up on the COVID list. Um, the rest of their defensive linemen are throwing punches on the sideline. They, I mean, <laughs> they're just really, really struggling. And yeah. even from, you know, in an offensive perspective, you know, Terry McLaurin didn't play last week because of a, a really bad concussion that he, or what did he get the concussion last week? All of these weeks are running together. Um, but, you know, he, he got hurt at one point. So, and right now, you know, going into this week against the Eagles, Antonio Gibson's hurt. He did not practice yesterday. William Jackson, one of their starting corners is hurt. He did not practice yesterday. They put Tressway, their punter on the COVID list. And unfortunately, Montez Sweat has not practiced this week due to personal reasons. I, I don't know if everyone saw this, but un unfortunately, Montez Sweat's brother was killed earlier this week in a in a shooting. So he has not been around the team. So um, terrible. So, so unbelievably horrific. And, mm. you know, Montez Sweat has had just a, a, a brutal year in terms of injuries and COVID lists and just things like this. So, you know, obviously thinking of him and hoping that, you know, him and his family are sending them thoughts and prayers during this just absolutely horrific time. But, you know, just uh, something else to, to contribute to the Washington football team for, for the week. So, you know, they are, they're, they're limping to the end of this season. Yeah. They really have like, I mean, COVID and then all the other injuries that happened and then the outside stuff with Montez sweat. And then, the accident a couple weeks ago, like they are just bad juju all around there. It's a lot. It's it's just it's so, yeah. It's it's a lot. So going into this week, you know, it's one of those things where all signs point to the Eagles, right? Um, they better, yeah. <laughs> all signs point to the Eagles. Could they lose this game? Sure. Would if it be if they come in completely just on their high horse kind of thinking they have it. The one thing I will say about Nick Sirianni is I know everyone had their opinions based on his first press conference. 
I don't know if anybody remembers Doug Peterson's first press conference, but Doug Peterson looked like a deer in headlights during his first press conference. People weren't at, it was pre-Super Bowl, so people were less quick to jump on it on Twitter mm-hmm. and freak out and do the whole thing. Um, but going into that, I know Doug Peterson was like the last option hire for everybody. Yeah. He ended up working out, but he was like kind of the last option and his first presser was uncomfortable. Nick Sirianni was also kind of that last option and everyone had their opinions of it. But also there were a lot of people that were like, I I don't really care what he sounds like in a press conference as long as he can coach a football game. I still hold firm that that flower analogy is one of the dumbest things (laughs) I've ever heard in my life. I'm so thankful it worked. I am. Right? What I will say about Nick Sirianni is I don't see this team getting complacent under him. I don't see a team showing up not prepared or thinking that they are any better than they are or that they are superior to any team in the NFL. I feel like we saw it the first time we played the New York Giants when we lost. There was no reason we should have lost. Oh, I thought they did garbage. <laughs> they did, and that's why – they did play like garbage, and that's why I feel like I'm like, they definitely thought they had it in the bag going into that game. Which is fair. Which is fair. Yeah. I, I didn't get that vibe specifically, but I can see where where you do. Yeah. I personally didn't, but I don't, but, I don't disagree. Yeah, and then it is, I mean, it could have been a learning experience too, because that was really, besides Detroit, that was really like the only game that they've had with Nick Sirianni up until they – played all the NFCs, but um, that they've gone in thinking they were going to have an easy game. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it could have been a learning learning experience because we haven't seen it since, but. Right. So I think looking to kind of breaking it down for the Eagles this week, the injuries are sort of, for the first time, the biggest concern. I They've had injuries throughout the season things going on obviously like when Jason Kelsey was hurt when we were hoping he was going to play we kind of knew he was going to play I wouldn't be surprised if like three days after the season ends it's like oh Jason Kelsey is getting surgery to repair his torn L and MCL a hundred percent I expect that hundred (laughs) percent right like there's no question he's busted up his knee completely he's gonna have like I have no doubt in my mind yeah but Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard are both hurt. And I think that is a huge, huge, huge disadvantage for the Eagles going into this week because they've won six out of their last eight games so heavily leaning on this run game. And I think that, yes, they had a rough first half last week. You can't ignore that for the offense. But there were a lot of things. I think Jalen Hurts made mistakes. I think... There were drops involved, and I think the play calling – Nick Sirianni's scripted first 15 are horrific. Week in and week out, yeah. taxes and Nick Sirianni throwing the ball 15 times to start the game. It's, it's terrible. Oh, it drives me insane. And you know, three, three state passes, I want to throw everything. And it just doesn't make any sense because it's like football – I don't even know. It's like in the football Bible, like – if anything, if you have a wrong or a strong run def- or run offense, then you push that from the beginning. Run the ball. To get ahead. I don't understand. The only time you throw is if you need to in the end to catch up kind of thing. 
So it's just, it's weird. It's like, why are you just trying to use that as practice? Uh, makes me so angry trying to, I mean, try, trying to space the field to set up the run a little bit better. Sure. I guess you have historically the best running offense in the NFL since 1985. Use it. Use it. Like, yeah. Use it. Don't, don't get cute against garbage teams. Use it. Ultimately it was fine. Right. You know, extremely well in the second half. They put up points. Nick Sirianni adjusted from that awful first 15, which is fine. I think he cursed everybody out at halftime, which was great because everyone just flipped a switch coming out. Well, one thing I will say is as disappointed I as I am in these or in the Eagles in the first half, because they've been bad yes. throughout like for most of the season in the first half. That's where I'll say it later. Like they've given up or they've given up more points in eight of their 15 games so far this year in the first half. Yes. That so, makes- like, that's the biggest concern for me. We'll talk about it in the playoff picture. But, um, yeah, so it's just, like, I'm disappointed in Nick Sirianni's game plan coming into games, but I'm very, very impressed with his adjustments at halftime that he makes. Yes, I'm I'm very pleased with the growth that I've seen from him this season because there were times when he really irked me with some decisions he made. And I have, we, we've seen that growth, right? Yeah. We, we've talked sure. about this with the patience with the offense that is a little bit different than the patience with the defense that we have and less with Jonathan Gannon, more with like the veterans on the defense that yeah. it's really hard to give passes to and, and make excuses, not make excuses for, but be patient with adjustments there that can be frustrating because there are guys that we expect so much more out of the offense is a little bit different because new scheme new coaches new weapons, young guys yeah young guy, yes the whole thing so that the, the growth that we have seen ultimately throughout the season and and them kind of you know with ignoring the blip of the Giants game, which obviously you can't just ignore, but ignoring that issue offensively that they had, even though they were still right there at the end, you know, they have been on an upward trajectory all season. And it's been because they made that flip to lean on that run game. So which we've been calling for since 2018 for years. Well, 2019 is when we started, but literally years. Oh, years. But the challenge is going to be this week. We, we know Miles Sanders is not playing this week. He is out. He broke a bone in his hand. Mm-hmm. But they, they, Nick Sirianni was adamant that he is not going on IR. His season is not done, but he is not playing this week. So the challenge is going to be if we do not have Jordan Howard this week, can you rely on – a run game combination of Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and elevating carry on Johnson. That's not as threatening of a run game as it is with a Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders giving you that power. Yeah, the dynamic power that they have. And I think it's going to be interesting because obviously Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, they're like our perfect dream little running backs that we want to cherish and protect Uh at all times. But Without them, I still think, especially to close out this season, I mean, we have Washington this week and then Dallas to wrap it up. But I still think Dallas makes me more nervous. But this week, it should be no problem if we have to deal with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. 
because I think they're both very, very solid backups and yeah. guys to have in there and then carry on too. So like, I think we will definitely be fine this week with it. Hopefully Jordan Howard, maybe we can get him back by next week. And you never know with Miles Sanders, that'd be like a really long shot hope. But I think it won't be a problem for it because also you got to think a lot of their success is due to our success from our offensive line. 100%. So it'll be interesting to see just how much the offensive line has played a part in the run game with how much success we see from Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and on Johnson. Yeah, and I especially think if Jalen Hurts is feeling 100% with that ankle, I think the, they're going to lean on him way more in the run game as well. Yeah. And it's going to be much – there's going to be a lot more specific called runs for him. Um, but this one is going to be a, you know, this, this, this is going to be a big Jalen Hurts game. If Jordan Howard can't go, yeah. this is going to be, you know, the, the Jalen Hurts game of the season, right? Like you're going to have to rely on this guy to be able to do what you need to do to win. And you're going to have to like Dallas Goddard needs to, to get. His oh yeah. Jalen Rager needs to get a pine tar, not drop the ball. Like everyone no, needs to pull their heads out of their butts. And not make it look worse. I agree. And Johnny said last week, like after watching Jalen Hurts' first half, he was like, it was not nearly as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, last week was just a boring game. And it was so bad. Hugely stop. because of who they were playing, you know? But um lost my train of thought right there. Let me ask you this about Jordan Howard. If he can't go this week, coming into next week, does it concern you at all that Two years ago, when we had Jordan Howard, he got a stinger, and it was this whole thing, and he was out for six weeks. Does that now? Jess, I forgot about that until you just brought. <laughs> I know it's all I've been thinking about when everyone's like, uh, "Oh, he'll be fine to go," and I'm like, "Do we not remember when he had?" We a didn't. We didn't remember, Jess. And I'm like, why are we not remembering? Like, like, we have to talk well, about it's not as bad now because he's a limited participant. They said in practice he's been extra padded up, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Now you got me stressing a little bit. But I don't mean to back stress. to my positive thing that I did lose my thought on or train of thought on because right. I really had to dig for it. But <laughs> um, so it, it's cool, though, in the fact, not cool, but it's nice in the fact that all of this is happening as we go to play Washington. Because if it does have to be a heavy Jalen Hurts game, it's it's got to give him – maybe this will give him confidence because you can't fail against this team. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Hurts what? is better, right? Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager and Dallas Goddard, like they should be better than the Washington football team. So if anything, maybe they kind of use this to try to get the pass game – more on track and give them confidence and get them going kind of before they head into Dallas this final week. And then hopefully the playoffs, you know, so it could be good practice for them. Sure. Sure. So let's talk about the playoffs. Yes, they can do it. They're right here. Obviously Dallas has clinched the division, but the Eagles can squeak into one of those extra. So the extra wild card spot is something that really, really, really benefits the Eagles this year. Yes. So, they are in complete control of their own destiny at this point. That was sealed with their win last week. So they win, they're in. Yeah. Simple as that. Win your games, you're in the playoffs. Done. But they please don't have, have me stress so hard against the Dallas Cowboys that final week, please. I know, seriously. 
So they don't have to worry about anything else happening to get in as long as they win their last two. However, they could clinch this week with their own win, a 49ers win against the Texans, and a Packers win over the Vikings. All possible things. All sounds very, very good at first glance. The only potential hiccup here is Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt last week. So he tore the ligament and fractured his thumb. So Trey Lance will be playing. Which sounds so painful. So painful. So Trey Lance is playing this week, but Trey Lance hasn't played in a month and a half. And I understand that it's the Texans. However, the Texans put up uh, 41 points last week on the Chargers with 26 people on their COVID list. How? There's so anything is possible in on any Sunday in any given NFL, you know. So hopefully, you got to think. Hopefully, the 49ers defense will be able to tame the Texans, and that'll get them by. Just a weird thing to say at this point in the season. I know. We're talking about taming the Texans' offense. Please, everyone, calm down. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com so in terms of playoffs sam where do you stand on where the eagles are right now like is this season already a success in your opinion, or is it only considered a success if they make the playoffs? Where where do you stand on that? No, so it is so interesting, and I actually talked to Vic Williams from the Liberty Line and Park Sportsbook earlier this week about it. But it's so funny to think about how we started this season, right? Because we had zero expectations, Very zero, hard. and so obviously, even being at this point and talking about this is a win for us from where we were in the beginning of the season. But because we're Philadelphia and because we just hop on the train and let any bit of excitement mean the Super Bowl, um, I think that there is going to be a sense of disappointment just for people getting their hopes up because they were already astounded about what they were seeing. And then I think with the success that kept kind of going, it just got everybody like, yeah, 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 there's a chance. Sure. So I think – there are going to be a lot of people in Philly that are like, oh, this team sucks because they're going to forget where we were in the beginning of the season. Right. But obviously, I would love to see them make that wild card. And I think even getting to that first game would be huge for Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts just to get a playoff game experience. You know, so it will be huge and there will be slight disappointment there just because of that missed opportunity that I just said. Mm-hmm. But like I already mentioned, you have to remember where we were to begin this season. And it has been a win for them, and they've done a lot more. And kudos to Nick Sirianni for turning around this team as much as he did in that time. But um, 
yeah, I just think it'd be so huge for them to get that playoff experience and to hopefully just kind of make some improvements in these last couple of weeks with their passing game. Cause that's one thing that with all the improvements and as good as I feel about this team, um, deep, I want defense heavy going into the draft. Cause I think that's their biggest God, area yeah. of need, My but God. yeah. But the one thing I would like to see for, or before their season ends, whether it's next week or in the playoffs is just more production from their passing game. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think that where they are right now versus where the kind of expectations were, you know, it, it wasn't this like they have to make the playoffs kind of ordeal when you have yeah. a $120 million quarterback. It's, it's not that kind of high level of pressure. Um, it was a let's feel this season out and see what we need next year and take it from there kind of. Yeah, it was an unofficial rebuild. Yes. So I think given exactly what you said, where they started the season, where the expectations were, I think the season should absolutely be considered a success. Will I be disappointed and bummed if they are in control of their own destiny and are able to get into the playoffs and don't? Of course I will. Yeah. But I think ultimately trying to objectively look at it, I totally agree with you. There are improvements that have been made. There are still things that they can improve upon. Do I think that they're going to be able to go on some crazy playoff run? No. But they're not that talented yet. No. Just being able to get in, especially, you know, it's going to be one thing if they, you know, if they do end up squeaking in and they have to go play Dallas in the first and wild card weekend in Dallas, it's going to suck, right? I know. You know, they have such a high power offense. They've got such great weapons. Their defense is playing insane football right now. Um, you know, they're actually playing well in December for the first time ever. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, they're they're playing really great football right now. So, you know, that's not a game you you want. So, unfortunately, do we do I think they're going to go on the crazy run? No. But getting in, I think, would absolutely would be beyond successful for this. I season. agree. Where they are is successful. Getting into the playoffs would just be an extra. It would be. A it would be a big, big key or key piece going into the future as well like we said the experience just for Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni to get a playoff Mm -hmm. game under their belt would be huge and Jess honestly if they did make it into the first round and then end up having to play Dallas in that first playoff game and somehow with a miracle could win that game that would be my Super Bowl I would be just to upset yeah. Dallas in the wild card game. That would be a Super Bowl. They go down to Dallas and and beat them in the first round of the playoffs. I will be an unbearable human being to be around. I like <laughs> Jess. I wouldn't blame you. I, that would be super. Oh, it would be the happiest time of my life. Right. I don't even care if we go on to play. I don't know Tampa after that. If we go on and then get blown out fifty-two to zero. I don't care. But if we beat Dallas, upset them in the wild card round, ooh. Yeah, you 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 cannot you will not be able to bring me down. No. I don't think you'd be able to bring down any of Philadelphia. No, not at all. All right. So now that we have talked about playoffs plenty, um, back to this this week that is still required. <laughs> back to reality. Um, a little bit. What is your prediction going into to this week? How do they come out of FedEx Field, which isn't even in Washington? It's somewhere in Virginia. Yeah. 
Um, I think whatever they decide to do, the run game, I mean, it'll be interesting. I don't think they'll struggle at all. I would like to see them kind of forced to improve the passing game, like I already mentioned. Mm -hmm. But I think it's no question the Eagles win this game. Um, My biggest, one of my biggest things, though, is that they have only won, or no, that out of eight, out of 15 games so far for them, they've given up more points in the first half than they have in the second half. After those, or out of those eight games, five of them they have lost. So I think these last couple weeks they've started slow and it's been a concern for me because they've just played bad teams. So they've been able to come back. So I would like to see them kind of come out of the gate strong against Washington. Yes. And I understand, like I said, they'll have to kind of get things figured out passing wise and they're not not as strong rushing wise, but that's what my Christmas list. That's what I want to see at the top for this week. But uh, ultimately I think it'll be no problem. So I'm saying 41, 13, Eagles. Yeah, I think they're they unfortunately like I, with especially if Jordan Howard can't go, I think that it's going to be a a feel it out type of first half, at least first quarter. Again, if they're relying on that Gainwell, Boston Scott, Carryon Johnson kind of trio to get them through on the run game, um, it's just not as threatening as what you get from a Jordan Howard or a Miles Sanders or the combination of the two. So I think that's going to take a little bit of feeling out. Um, but I do ultimately think that they're just the better team. I think yeah. that there's going to be too many Eagles fans in at FedEx. There's the, they're going to, you know, really kind of just cruise to cruise to a win. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, I want to say like a 30 to 10 kind of deal. I think that's where they're going to end up. The, I think the defense, if the defense plays the way they did last week, they have no problems here. The first time they played the Washington football team, I thought the defense let them hang around for too long. Oh yeah. They gave up 10 points for no reason. And I understand that there was the ridiculous interception off Dallas Goddard. I I get that. (laughs) I still, I hold firm. It's such a freak thing. Interceptions should be able to be assigned to other people that are not the quarterback because there's no reason <laughs> right. that should count as an interception. To de- because first of all, it hit Dallas Goddard in the hands. Yeah. Step one. He dropped it and then kicked it off. His- there's no reason that should count towards Jalen Hurts' season interception. No reason. I know. It shouldn't. Absolutely not. But unfortunately it does. Um, so I get that there was the field position was, was good. I, like I get all of that, but they didn't make Garrett Gilbert, who was like bagging groceries three days prior. He, they, he was not uncomfortable until the fourth quarter. So it just, it felt like what they did to Jake Fromm last week, that, that's what I need them yeah. to do the week before. And it took them a little bit of time to get there. So I think they, the defense, if the defense plays the way they did last week, there, there are no problems here. Yeah. No Very problem. true. No problems at all. So let us hope, hope, hope for an Eagles win this week and for a win the week after, too. Or we just all the other. And for a 49ers win Mm -hmm. and a Green Bay win. Yep. So um, this week we have Go Birds, um, Mm -hmm. Go Packers, and and Go Niners, which, but anyway, (laughs) it is what it is. 
So thank you for listening to episode 74 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're following, subscribing everywhere. And we all hope at from Bleeding Green Nation that you've had a wonderful, safe, happy, and healthy holiday so far. So happy new year. And we will talk to you in the new year and go birds.